we are now starting Parag Bays. Oh, let's start again. Yes, it's on. I'm not turning it off now. Okay. Takdamot the Parag Bays is as follows. The Rambam tells us. Did you show recording it? <laughs> the Rambam tells us in Parag Deus. And help us there, Paragdalid, Derek Briyase Shaladam, Briyase Nimshach, Bideyaisav, Uvimaisav, Acharev, Vichaverov. Something that happens here very often. The nature of a person is to be schlepped after the actions and the deyais of his friends. And he takes on the custom of the people of his country, of his place. Now, you have to really stop for a moment and think because we know a person is made up of two parts there's the animalistic part of him the behemoth part of him his body, his guf and then there's his seichel there's his neshama now this concept of derech riyasa shaladam that a person is nimshach after his friends or after the crowd so what is that? Is that a seichel type of thing or is that a behemoth type of thing? So the marshal that's given is a very simple marshal. The marshal is, the, let's say you have a shepherd that has a flock of sheep. And it's time to move the sheep. You've got to move them to a different place. They have hundreds of sheep here. How do you get them to move? So what happens is, the shepherd takes one sheep, grabs it by the neck, and starts pulling it towards the direction he wants it to go. Now remember, sheep have their heads down, they're grazing, looking at the ground. And now one sheep starts moving. So what happens to the sheep that's right next to him? Out of the corner of his eye he sees the feet of the sheep in front of him moving. So he starts to move. The third sheep and the fourth sheep behind them they also start realizing that the sheep in front of them, their legs have begun to move. And they start moving. Until, sl- until slowly but surely, all of the sheep start moving where they're supposed to go. Now, what was the, what was the trick here? Why did the shepherd have success moving a whole flock of sheep like this? The reason is very simple. There's hundreds and thousands of sheep here. Now one of them lifted up their head to look and say, why are we moving? Where are we going? I have plenty of food here. The only thing that these sheep were able to see because their heads were not raised, the only thing they were able to see above the grass that they were munching on was the feet in front of them. And like a blind person, they just kept on following where they were led to go. That is the concept of Adam Nimshach B'deyosav U'vemaisav Acharei V'chaveirav. People who are not using their seichel, they don't lift their head to think for a moment, why am I doing this? Or why is this happening? Slowly but surely, they're like the sheep. One moves, they move along with it. Now, this could happen L'tayv as well. It's not only L'ra. Adam Nimshach Achas Vivaisav is for Taiv as well. But again, it very often can happen to because if you're not using your Seichel, you're just following the crowd, you're not stopping to think, where am I going? Why am I just following? So, 
very often, or perhaps even more often, it's Lara that this happens, that a person is Nimshach Achas Trivaisov. And the truth is, we mentioned before the concept of Bikush HaMS, a person is always trying to live, trying to think what the MS is. A person who is Nimshach Achas Trivaisov, he's not living a life al MS. HaPMS means I stop and think what's going on I want to know if this is the right thing is this proper for me is this proper for anyone if a person is just Nimshach Achas Vivaisov they're not living a life of Bikush HaMS this is the Teva of a person and it takes strength and it takes fortitude to pick up your head and look and say is this where I should be going the Teva Teva nature that's the animalistic instinct of a person that's his body that's the sheep in him following the crowd. So that is the first thing we have to understand. The Adam Now, the Rambam says, therefore, since this is true, that the tab of a person is to be Nimshachachasvivaisov, besides the idea of trying to break out of that, there's also the idea of channeling it in the right place. So says the Rambam, Adam Tzadikim. Person has to attach himself to Tzadikim. Tamid. Sit with Chachamim. Stay away from Rishoyim. They go in the dark, says the Rambam. So you shouldn't learn me my saying. If you go with Chachamim, eventually you'll also become smarter because all the Nimshach If you had shepherds together with the fools, you'll become bad. And the Rambam goes further and he talks about if a person is in a Medina that has bad Minhagim, he should leave there. Um... And he continues and he says that a person again has to be mistopic with Talmud Chachamim and learn from them. Now, this concept is so true that the Chazal learned the Halacha from this concept. In other words, don't think this is like a Musar Ashkafa type of thing and it remains in the world of Ashkafa. Rather, Chazal used this knowledge of the nature of a person to paskin a halacha. The halacha is as follows. In the parasha of a saita, of a isha saita, so we know the husband brings his wife to the Beis HaMikdash, to the Kayan, and they try to convince her to admit to her Avera. And if she admits, so then we won't have to take Hashem's name and erase it in the water. She admits before we do that, so matayu manon. So the, the Gemara says, what happens if two husbands show up at the Beit HaMikdash at the same time with their wives? Do you give them to drink? Do you go through the Saita process together or not? So the Gemara says, no, you're not allowed to. Ein mashkin You cannot have two Saita processes going on at the same time. They must go on at different times. Says Rashi, why? Mishum Kshera. Let's say the first lady that comes really didn't do any Averis. She's kosher. And that's why she's not admitting to any Avera because she didn't do it. But it's passable, so she's going to stand very strong. She's not going to admit. The other lady, maybe she really was wrong, she did an Avera. And she doesn't want to admit. But we can convince her. 
But when she sees the first one standing strong and not admitting, she's going to say to herself, well, if she's not going to admit, I'm not going to admit either. Little does she know the first one's not admitting because she never did really anything wrong. So therefore, she doesn't want to admit. So Chazal were nervous that she'll see her friend not admitting. And even if deep down we were able to get convince her to admit, she won't do it. So we see from here the Chazal were kaveya halacha. Apizis yisoyed of Adam is nimshach achar reya v'chaveira. Another person's actions have a hashpa on the decision that I make. And even though the Kayan is sitting here and convincing her, it's much better to admit than to have Hashem's name erased. But since she is Mushpa Misrivaisov, since she has Zashpa from what's going on around her, around her, the other Isha, who's not admitting, and perhaps rightfully so, because of that she's not going to, admit, going to admit to the truth. So we see over here how important this Yisait is, that even a Halacha was decided according to this. Now let's think for a second. Hadam Nimshach Achas that's going to be the theme of the second parak, because Rus is going to go out into a world of Klai Yisrael, but Klai Yisrael is not going to be at their best at the moment. And she's going to have to stand very strong and not be schlepped after what's going on in the environment around her. Now at the same time, we have to remember who Rus was, because this makes it all the more harder for her. She was from Mayav. Now Mayav as we said, from the Gra is Avay Satoma. So she's from a nation that's already Toma. She's from the she's from the royal household. That if there's any place where the Toma is the most concentrated, it's going to be in the royal family of whatever nation. So she's from that family. So her people and where she's coming from is the epitome of Toma. And therefore, it's much easier for her to be nimshach after the wrong things. And to overcome that natural instinct to follow the crowd and what's going on. Especially if that crowd are the Jews, the from Jews, so to speak. They were from Jews. And she's coming from a place of Tummah, it's all the more harder. And she's going to show her strength by being able to stand up to the tests of the time. Yeah. So why is Arpa blamed for that then? For what? For not going after um, Ami. What do you mean? She came from such someone. What do you mean? Who said she's blamed? I don't know. I mean, I don't we're know. saying that she didn't live up to Rus. She wasn't the same. Or she had an entirely different uh, relationship with Ami. We said it was all Gashmi. And that's why she ended up back where she was. But she, if you remember, she fell very quickly. In other words, even if it was a wall Gashmi, she still was in Nami's presence for ten years. She was learning from her. right? She was making her way back with her. But it's a very slippery step. Once you don't take that step forward, she took the step backward, and she fell down very quickly. That's where she ended up. She ended up doing a lot of terrible affairs afterwards. Right. Yeah? Why wouldn't the second one think that the first woman was um, only given admit because she didn't do it? What do you mean? She doesn't know. She thinks. If she, she probably did it too. Why she right, and that's still enough for her to say that I'm not going to 
then I'm not going to admit. Why wouldn't she think of the other possibility? Maybe she will, but at the same time, maybe she'll think of the other possibility, and therefore she'll say to himself, that's the Matthias of a person. Okay, so Pasuk Beis begins, I mean, Parak Beis Beis begins, Ulanami Moida Leisho Ishgo Berchali Mishvaka Selimala Bashmoi Boya. And Nami had a relative who was Boyas. A relative to her husband, Mishvaka Selimala, his name was Boyas. So, Vataima Rusa Mayavil Nami. Rus the Mayavil tells Nami, El Chana Asada. I should maybe I should go to the field, Balakta Bashibalam, and I'll gather amongst the stalks. Maybe I will find after I'll find favor in his eyes, So she said, Go. Now we have to remember. Perak Aleph ended, Rus came back with Nami Tari Tisrael. They came to Baislachem Yehuda, it was in the beginning of the harvest of the Sire. But it sounds like they didn't go out. They went home, wherever their home was. And they were poor people. They had nothing to them. And we could probably assume, Rus had made a, a uh, decision that she's going to be dobluk to Naomi. Rus uh, Naomi was teaching her, Taira, Mitzvah, Yisaita Samuna, whatever she was teaching her. Now, it must have come to the point that they got so poor that now that they were in the category of Aniyim that they're allowed to go out and collect Matnei Saniyim. We learned in Chumash, Lakya Chichan These are Matnei Saniyim. And, um, and Lakya is the stalks that fall, two stalks that fall. The Ani could take, three stalks he can't. Shichaz if they forget something, some bundles in the field. And Peyas to leave over the end of the field. So you have to be a very poor person to be in that category of being able to get Matnas Aniyim. And it seems they got to that point. Now, Naomi doesn't seem went out to collect anything in the fields. She was an old lady, perhaps. She was a rich lady at one time. This wasn't really her nature. It's very hard for her. And it seems that they just sat at home. And slowly, slowly, became hungry, and so on and so forth. So they were starving. Now, for some reason, even though maybe Naomi could have told Rus, why don't you go out to the field? It didn't happen that way. She didn't say anything. Until one day Rus finally says to Naomi, maybe I could go out to the field and collect something. Now, what was Rus, a three-year-old kid? Mommy, could I have permission to go out? We're starving here. Could I have permission to go out to the field to go get some, uh, some stalks? Rus was an adult, right? So well, what, what is she doing here? Asking permission. El Asada. And if she and, and what did Nami say? Lukhibiti go. And if she would have said don't go, she would have said you can't go, Rus wouldn't have gone. And this whole story wouldn't have happened. So what, what's going on over here? The answer is very simple. That if you remember, Rus had said she had dedicated herself to Naomi as her Talmud, Talmidah. She's gonna be her Rabbi. And she said that whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do. I'm not going to do anything without your advice or your permission. And therefore, even though it's obvious, just go, what are you doing? She asked Rishos, even to go get Laket Shechan Matnasanim. Nasanim. She refused, even Nagat to her personal existence, she refused to make a move without asking her Rebbe, without asking to what her was that Saira. Even though it seemed obvious. 
That's a very important yisayid. You have to always ask people. You have to find out what the Torah wants, what the Rabbim wants, what the Rabbanim wants. So what happened? Before she sent her to go, we could assume that Nami taught her the halachas of Matnasanim. It's not so simple. What you're allowed to take, what you're not allowed to take. Right? Two and not three. And other halachas as well. She probably also taught her how you collect in its neatest manner. Right? You sit down. You don't bend over. And so on and so forth. So she taught her here Hilchus Snias. And she taught her here Hilchus Matnas Aniyim, which you have to realize is just Matnas Aniyim. If you don't take what belongs to the Ani, meaning if it doesn't belong to the Ani, let's say three stalks fall, that belongs to the Balabayas. What happens if you take any of those stalks? You're stealing. The Ani is stealing from the Balabayas. So she taught her Hilchus Gezel and Hilchus Matnas Aniyim. Not only that, she also taught her, she said, listen, you have to realize what's going to be going on out there. This is the first harvest in years, since from the days there's been a famine. This is the first harvest. That means there's going to be a lot of people out there. There's going to be a lot of Aniyim that are going in groups. Make sure you find the proper group. You can't just go in any group. There's going to be Goyim there as well. The halach is, we let Goyim also come and take Matnas Aniyam Ipnei Darche Shalom. You have to be very careful who you hang out with. And she told her, Kahaina v'kahaina, all different types of Hanagas. So the Pasuk says, Vatela, she went. Vatava, and she came. Vatela, and she gathered. Vatada, Achar HaKaitrim, Achar HaKaitrim, after the harvesters. So the harvesters are the one harvesting. And then whenever they trap her, they forget, the Aniyam come. Vayikar Mikra'a and it just happened to be that she ended up in the field of Now Chazal have a problem here in the sequence of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says that she went and then she came and she gathered. So the question is usually you go, you gather and then you come. Why does it say she went, she came and then she gathered? So the three answers to this question. Rashi says as follows. Rashi says You have to remember, we have gigantic fields here. Now the fields are big places, miles long, and you can get lost there. It's very easy to lose your way. So, she went and she made simonim on the pathways of the fields. So she made simonim for herself on the pathways in order that she should know how to get back. So it seems that what she did was, she went a whole way through, she didn't gather anything yet, made simonim. Then she came back and made sure maybe there was a different way of getting back. You don't necessarily get back on the same route. And she came all the way back to the city. Again, the fields were outside the city. So she went all the way. She came back to the city. And now, Vatalaki, now she started going again on those pathways to gather what she wanted to gather. Now, you have to realize that 
she's starving here. This is a man of rov, of famine. And um, she's wasting a lot of time doing this. But she did it. She didn't want to get lost. That's the terrace Rashi brings from a medrash. The Gemara in Shabbos gives a different answer and says, She went and she came. Meaning, she kept on going and coming until she found the proper group. Meaning, she started off at the city with one group of women. And all of a sudden she heard that they're talking Lashonara, she left. She came back to the beginning. She went again. And so on and so forth. So on and so forth. Now again, listen what's going on over here. Rus is starving here. She's starving. They need food. And she's wasting her time. Okay, so go with the group. You go in a group. You close your ears. You won't listen. If you hear a little Ashnara, you hear them talking things that are not, not the most proper things. So what? But you're starving here. No. She, wait, didn't wait, she wasted this, all this time until she found the proper Chabura to go. She kept on going and coming until she found the proper group. The third tarot is the Gros tarot. And the Gros says as follows. The Gros says Rus did something that was so brilliant that no one ever thought of before. She said to herself like this. I'm starting at the beginning of the field and I'm going to start collecting. The field is miles long. So what's going to happen? I'm going to go and collect and collect and collect. What's going to happen when I get to the other side? I'm going to have a full, full bag of stalks, right? It's going to be heavy. And then what am I going to have to do after that? I have to trek all the way back to the city with my full bag. So I have a better Aitza. Let me go all the way to the other end, start at the other end, and move my way back towards the city. So by the time I get to the city, that's when I'll have my full bag and finish it. I'm home. So why should I schlep it the whole way? So therefore he says, Vatelech, that she went, Vatavoy, Vatelaket, Vatsadeh. Meaning to say that Vatavay on the way back is when she was Vatalaket. Not on the way there. Vatelech she went. Vatavay Vatalaket. On the way back is when she was collecting so that she shouldn't have a, uh, a heavy back. Now, Rebbe Zechariah Nebracha used to say, he says, the first two Pshatim from the Rashi and from the Gemara I understand. Both of them have a frumkite to them. The first one she made simonim not to get lost is not just not to get lost. It's to realize a field is a hefker place. And there's people out there. There's yichud issues. There's, you know, whatever it is. Things could happen. And you come back usually at the end of the day. It's dusk. It's getting dark. You start wandering in a field. It's not a safe situation. Be'ayfen gashmi or be'ayfen ruchni. So therefore she wanted set places, she knew her simanim, she knew the route, and she's going to go. She's saving herself to be in any, any compromising situations. The second chat, the Gemara says she wants to stay away from the wrong group. You stay away from them. Also a from kite. So therefore she went and she came, she's looking for the proper group. But the Gra tells us she did something brilliant. Are we looking for a sheikh for her? Like, why exactly does the Navi have to tell us something of her brilliance here, how smart a woman she was, that she went all the way to the end, so she doesn't have to schlep her bag all the way. By the time she fills it up, she'll already be almost home. So Reb used to say as follows. He used to say, 
You know, um, we're getting a little nervous here about Rus. Rus is doing a lot of funny things here. Maybe she's not really so 100%. Meaning, she's starving here, and she has permission. You know, Mora, could I go and collect some things in the field? Right? Fine, you're starving. Then you get to the field, and what do you do? Instead of collecting, start making simonim for yourself to know the way back. Stop wasting time, eat something. And then you finally get a group. Next group, this group, that group. Half the day goes by until you find the proper group. Maybe there's, you know, uh, maybe you're not, maybe she's just missing a few screws, Ruth. Maybe there's something very wrong with her over here. It's Akhanis Nefoshis, what are you doing here? So therefore, says the Groh, don't make that mistake. The bus is telling us she did something very smart here. She wasn't doing things here because she was a tweemistic person who just was foolish. And she didn't stop what was going on. She was very smart. She was brilliant. She did something here that no one ever thought of doing. And it was a very smart thing to do. And that's Megala to us that everything else that she did also was with a cheshben. That she was doing it because she had this Ruach Tahara in her. Because she had the Shifa for Kedusha in her. That she did not want to compromise. Not because she's a little Lamela and saying, oh, you know, teacher, can I go? Uh, you know, I need permission to go collect and let me go do this, let me do that. And she's not chapping what's going on. She chapped very, very, she chapped very well what was going on. She knew how hungry she was. But she would not let this physical instinct of hunger get in the way or compromise her Kedusha. And therefore, if she had dedicated herself to her, to her Rebbe, to her Naomi, not to do anything without asking her, she's not going to. And if she doesn't give her permission, she's not going to go. Ah, you're starving? One second. Did we, didn't we say Nasev and Ishma? Didn't we say that we're so Davuk Binyan Ruchani that nothing physical Only death could separate us. Nothing physical, no physical hardships could separate us. And it wasn't only to Naomi, it was to Kedusha, to Tyra, to the Rabbanu And therefore, even though she's starving, if that's coming at the expense of Tznius, of Kedusha, of compromising herself by getting lost out in the fields in the dusk in the time of night when who knows what could happen to her. If that's going to be at the expense of being with the Chabura of people who are not on the proper Madrega and Adam Nimshach Archas Yivaisav doesn't even come into the Cheshben. First I take care of my Ruchnias then I worry about my Gashmias. And that was the lesson here that was taught us. And that's why the Groh says we had to stress her Chachma. So you should realize that everything else done here was done truly Le'emes of being because of her Zvekas to Kedusha. And not because of any lack of Chachma. So what happens? So she ends up eventually Rus found a good Chaburah of women and she ended up with them, and they ended up in the field of Bayez, in the field of Bayez, who was the nephew of Elimelech, like we said in the first passage. Now, did Ruth lose from all of her, from Kahir, from her Kedusha? No. She wasted time, she took her time, half, half of the day is gone, 
She finally found, finds the group. She starts going. And where does she end up? In Elimelech's, in Boyaz's field. And what happened at that exact moment? Next pasuk. Boyaz Punk shows up right then. If she would have compromised, if she would have said, things are mutter, I'm starving, it's because nefesh, I could compromise on my tzniyas, I could compromise on my kedusha, she never would have ended up in Bayez's field, she never would have met him. She didn't lose. She didn't lose not for a second. Adarava. It looked like she was delaying, it looks like she was losing out, the exact opposite happened. She ended up with a group that ended up in Bayez, in Elimelech's in field, and at that moment, Bayez walks in, and as we'll see in the next Pesukim, Bayez wants to know who this lady is. And eventually he gives her a lot more than she would have collected. And eventually he marries her. And everything happens and she's Eichat Tamachus based David. Why? As a direct result of being uncompromising in a time when things were being compromised. She was not Nimshachachar Srivaisov. And that was the lesson that we said before again. If a person is Baiteach Bashem, again as Rabbi Bravda said, he will never ever lose out. A person is Baiteach Bashem and he doesn't compromise his values, his or hers, doesn't compromise his values, and his Dovik makes the extra effort to the best of their ability. If they think it's wrong, just because everyone's doing it, if I think it's wrong, or I know it's wrong, or I was told it was wrong by Das Taira, I, everyone's doing it. If you follow everyone, you're the sheep following the feet of the sheep in front of them, following the feet of the sheep in front of them, and you know who's leading that first sheep out in front? That's the Sutton. The Sutton takes the first sheep and says, let's go a little bit to the right, a little bit to wherever I wanted to go, make everything... Compromise a little bit in sneers, only a little bit. Compromise a little bit in kashras. Compromise a little bit in whatever it is. One sheep goes, and they all go along with it. And that's how everyone slowly moves a little bit this way. Then the Satan says, let's move a little bit more the other way. But what do you mean? How could uh, everyone's doing it? From people are doing it. And if I don't do it, who knows what could happen? I'll lose out. The lesson of Rus was when you stand up in the face of the rest of the world and you say I'm not going to be nimshach I'm not going to follow them I'm going to lift up my head and say this is wrong and everyone's going to look at me like I'm crazy and everyone's going to look at me like I'm far from and everyone's going to look at me that I'm losing out teaches us she delayed she's starving she put in this extra effort not to compromise her values and not only did she not lose out Adaraba everything fell exactly into place she ended up in Boyaz's field Boyaz sees her and in that exact moment he happens to be coming to see how the harvest is going as we will continue on Friday with the next Psukim and we'll see how everything plays itself out